Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen to your mom, joined as always by Jared. Hi. How you doing, Jared? You know, yeah, pretty good. But I gotta say, 2021 still kind of sucks. <laughs> it's gotta get better. <sighs> I got an email today asking if I wanted to do an in-person speaking event in May, and I'm like, will I be vaccinated by May? Will life still be an enduring nightmare in May? The problem is nobody knows. We don't know. That makes it worse. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the cocktail of the week is the ginger margarita, which we had last night. It's good. It's a margarita, but you use ginger juice in it. And ginger juice is not a juice that you should drink out of the bottle. Isn't it clumpy? I'd say grainy. (laughs) It's not clumpy. It is filtered. Not like grain alcohol. Grainy like. It's got some texture to it. Pulpy orange juice, grainy? Uh, It's finer grained than that. (laughs) It's also not at all sweet, and it's very intense. It's just ground-up ginger, (laughs) filtered. So it works great. I mean, I can imagine all kinds of things it's going to work great, and I bought a bottle of it. But as for drinking it by itself, oh, no, no. No, 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 that is not a good idea. Yeah, I just, I don't think ginger juice has ever been a big part of this nutritious Uh -uh. breakfast. Like. Mm -mm. Have a delicious glass of ginger juice. Nope. <laughs> That'd be like, here's some potato liquid. <laughs> Never caught on either. You could put it in your orange juice, and then you'd have like orange ginger, and I bet it would be tasty. Putting it in other things is acceptable. Yeah. But it shouldn't be in the juice rack. It should be in like the spice rack. It's very intense. Uh, yeah. But it made it, that margarita was good. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. It's like it's got some zippiness and... Yeah, I mean, it's Obviously sort of gingeriness. skipping the ginger ale form of ginger and going straight to the source. Yeah, it was tasty. Secondary to the source. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This could be a two-hour podcast. Brace yourselves. Go to the bathroom now. <laughs> you know, That's the nice say thing goodbye about to your loved ones. The oh. <laughs> nice thing about the pause button is that you can go to the bathroom anytime. <laughs> I mean, you could just bring the podcast into the bathroom if you had to. This is so not live. We don't want to know. We Oh. Listening in the bathroom is much better than broadcasting in the bathroom, which we don't do ever. Correct. Wouldn't ever no. consider, but yes. people do it. Not us. People tweet from the bathroom. I've seen presidential tweets. <laughs> 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 I think there's documentation. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. All right. Uh, so we're going to begin with the sad and then... Whoa. We had to put... Most of the dogs out on the a porch. A desperate plea They're for relevance from out tonight. there. Oh, my God. Guac and Voodoo and Hobbs and Vink are all out on the porch because they're being so annoying. They're all jumping on each other. There's chewing. There's squishing. There's jumping off the ottoman. and do, It's just like WWE <laughs> craziness. They're outside. Yep. All right. Uh, God knows so. what's going on out there. So since our last podcast, uh, the main there are many things to talk about, but of course the main news is that we lost St. Patrick. Yeah, it's really it. I'm it sucks. It was the day after we did the podcast, and I was saying to your dad, like, whenever I go, like, well, I think it's getting to be about time. Like we've maybe got a week or two left. What that actually means is, oh fuck, it's time, and we've got like a day left. It's it's the fir- the first step of going like, oh, he's really not doing well, and soon we're going to have to make this decision, is actually recognizing it's time. And I 
yeah. I just never quite get there right at the. When it's a small sample base, and it has been a, it has been a, has been that case. Yes, we've had that happen a few times. Yes. Uh, so we recorded last week, and then the next day he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't eat anything. We tried all the delicious. I made him tater tots for breakfast. I made him fresh tater tots for breakfast, and he wouldn't eat them. No. He wouldn't eat, and we couldn't get him to eat anything. Like plenty of our dogs will stop eating dog food, but they'll eat treats or whatever. He wouldn't even eat the tater tots. Yeah, and, and he was he was just so out of it that he'd started like sitting on his brothers, mm-hmm. or or kind of collapsing over them, and then just kind of he would just lie there because he kind of gave up on trying to get back up, and that's that's not good. No. Uh, so yeah, it kind of was all it once no. which I, I was listening back to last week's podcast and it was i mean it was pretty clear like oh he's not doing good like it's not going to go well but it was quite a bit worse the next day mm-hmm. and so uh we sort of decided yeah, it was time. not even eating meatballs not even eating tater tots, tater tots. i mean uh, you know it really that's 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 a sign yeah yeah so uh yeah so that sucks yeah, he's a good boy. What a roller coaster! I think it was. He was doing well, and he had cancer of the eye. But then he'd have these big like upswings okay. where he'd be and happy yeah. and wagging, and you know, not with it, but more a little more engaged, yeah. yeah, and more mobile and nimble. Yeah, and then he, yeah, it, it all caught up with him. I mean, he had a hard life. We don't even know he had a hard mm-hmm. life, but we know he had a hard life. So we'll see how this goes. So we had the St. Patrick there, but not their friends story. If you haven't heard that, go back a couple podcasts. If you haven't heard it and you're not operating heavy machinery, this also is not designed if you're driving a car and are the driver. Maybe not listen right now. So the there, but not their friends story. uh, If you listen to the podcast regularly, you have heard. If not, you should go back and listen to it. That was from uh lisa who's a friend of the squad she sent that to us mm-hmm. and uh so brian who's another friend of the squad wrote like a part two for us after we lost saint patrick and he was very considered he's like a built on lisa's idea and lisa said i sent it to her and she's like this is beautiful so brian said we could read this on the pod so I'm going to try to read it. He doesn't know if we could read it on the pod. We're going to try. He he warned me that I would ugly cry, and I did. And then I sent it to GR Dad, and he ugly cried on the couch <sighs> next to me. But I've read it a few times, and so I'm hoping I can get through it like I got through the last one. But I warn everyone listening, if you ugly cried at the last one, you probably will at this one also. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, okay. So this is a story from Brian about St. Patrick. It's called They're Coming, a story about... St. Patrick. Okay. Hopper sensed it first. They're coming. I feel it too, Vink pushed her ears forward. Patrick, they're coming. St. Patrick raised his head. I should get ready. He struggled to stand up. His back legs hurt more every day. He stumbled to his feet and began to pace around. Do you think they'll come soon? Hopper replied, I don't know. Soon. They're close. Patrick remembered his there-but-not-their-friends who brought him to his new home. They were so strong and fast. He could barely keep up. It was so hard. He remembered their words, You have to be brave, but they are worth it. Patrick looked around at his family with love. He was one of the boys. 
Guac and Brody, Voodoo and Little Cheese, and St. Patrick, myriad shades of gold. Mm. He loves his sisters most of all because they take care of him. His sisters knew he was special. Hops and Vink are so beautiful and so well-behaved, though Patrick learned early not to get in Vink's way at mealtime. Well-behaved. They like to remind him that they used to not allow boys in their squad and that the girls will always be in charge. Of course, Patrick adores his mom and dad. St. P has never been as excited about food as Vink, but mom and dad brought him cheeseburgers and french fries and made him spaghetti and meatballs and sprinkled Cheetos on his food. Tater tots! As a special treat, J.R. Dad would give him a tip of a roasty. But mostly, Patrick loved as his parents loved him. Head scratches, pats, snuggles, singing in the elevator, a warm, loving home, and sea breeze flapping his ears. Who knew life could be like this? Mm. His mom even gave him a window to look out of, and there was always another handsome dog looking back at him. The dog on the other side of the window had Muppet feet and a cool head spike, just like Patrick. <laughs> But lately, the dog on the other side of the window seemed to be getting older. He was having a hard time getting around, having a hard time sleeping. Patrick worried about him. He knew how it felt. Do you think they'll come soon? Soon. They're close. I'm ready. And then St. Patrick settled in for a nap. Hello again, friend. Patrick felt a nose nudge him. We're here. Are you, rather, are you ready for another escapo? Patrick lifted his head and smiled. You've come to see me. His there but not their friends surrounded him. There were the four who brought him here. I know each and every one of you from the family stories. You're Maggie and you're Jasmine and you're the boyfriend Riley. He looked at the dog who first nudged him with the name tag that just said, awesome. <laughs> and Patrick said, and you must be queso. All four of you have a diamond in your collars. Your mom has a diamond just like it. We can take a break. Okay. Pause I'm going to keep recording while you're dead. Okay, this around. Everything okay over there? Okay. Uh, okay. All four of you have a diamond in your collar. Dear mom has a diamond just like it. Maggie replied, we just got ours. We love them. Patrick looked over to the fifth there but not their dog. Swizz, I've missed you so much. You look so good. I've missed you too, Patrick. And with that, they all moved close and nuzzled Patrick. He easily stood up and nuzzled them too. Hops and Vink had been standing back, but finally came over to be with their there but not their friends. Hops spoke to all of them. Thank you for coming, she added. It's time. Kezo asked Patrick, are you ready to join us? We have an important job, just like when we found you. You have to be brave. Patrick asked, do you think I'm brave enough? Swizzle stepped forward. Yes, Patrick, I know you're brave enough. Come with us. Patrick bowed his head for a moment and then said, I'm ready. Let me tell everyone goodbye. He walked over to the stoic quartet of guac, chief brody, voodoo, and parmesan. Thank you for letting me be one of the boys. I love you so much. Don't ever change. And then he went to Hopper and Vink. I don't know what to say. You've taken such good care of me. I'm sorry for all the trouble I've been. With tears rolling from her eyes, Vink replied, Not trouble, Patrick. We love you and always will. I have to say goodbye to Mom and Dad, Patrick said. He walked over to where they were sitting. Oh, just pause that <sighs> podcast again. Okay, we're, we're going to get through this, dear Dad. 
Okay. Okay. I have to say goodbye to mom and dad, Patrick said. He walked over to where they were sitting and looked them in the eyes. He wished he knew how to express all of his feelings. They were perfect parents. They worked so hard for him and his siblings. They, he leaned his head into them. They scratched his head. He wagged his tail a final gift. They cried. They knew. The there but not their friends were waiting by the door, patiently waiting for Patrick. Wait, I have one more goodbye. Patrick walked over to the small window, looking for his friend on the other side. He wasn't there. He'd always been there. I hope he's okay. Hopper, Patrick said. Yes, Patrick. Will you tell my friend on the other side of the window goodbye for me? Hiding her tears and offering him one last touch, she said, yes, Patrick, I will. His there but not their friends were already heading into the yard, and Patrick ran down the stairs and caught up to them, running like he used to when he was young. Maggie? Yes, Patrick. You were right. They were so worth it. Oh. <sighs> that sucked. That was that was too much right now. Yep. It's a lot. So yeah. Good story though. It's good. That is a fitting end tribute to poor Saint Patrick. Yep. He was a very good boy. Yep. Sure was. Okay. So that was enough intro. Let's get serious. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 really get depressed. I guess the one thing I'll I'm kidding. I'll add before we move on from the Patrick story, which is just sad and terrible, is that uh, we did. So we kind of knew in the morning when he wouldn't eat the tater tots that it was time. So I texted his foster family, who had had him, you know, where Gr Dad went and picked him up, and I was like, you know, you guys, it's time. We're gonna do it today. And, uh, and I mean, they were wonderful. And so when we were at the vet, I was like, guys, we're at the vet. You know, if you want to, if you want anything like this is the time. And, uh, they texted, you know, like while he was getting his shot. So I FaceTimed them afterwards. Like we had time with him after. And, uh, and so they FaceTimed in and were super nice. So he saved his life when his guts got all tangled Yeah. Up. Yeah. So we got some St. Patrick floof. I'm going to send them some. But they, I mean, they're the ones who gave him his Ninja Turtle lunchbox. With cheese, cheese in it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have taken his mirror down. I, I did uh, a frenzy of work on the house this weekend, which we'll talk about in, in a minute. And uh, I was like patching and spackling and painting. And I was like, I have to do behind the mirror. So the mirror is waiting for when we get his box of ashes back. I kept the mirror so he oh. can have the mirror with his ashes. I didn't think it could get more depressing, but maybe it just did. Sorry. Food likes to look in the mirror sometimes, too. Well, the mirror's gone now. so I mean, it's just in the office. Food is, is a whole different case. All right. Well, that's the worst part of the podcast. That was harder than I expected, and I expected it would be hard. But thanks, Brian, even though I, like, cried stupid he did a good job it's not stupid it's totally appropriate okay uh well let's talk about guac's attempted murder actually <laughs> actually let's put that up let's talk about your road trip i like the tease there though that's good guac's yeah. attempted murder of me comes after the road trip yeah 
so GR Dad took a road trip this weekend and did not come home with another dog. It was not intended to bring back another dog. I mean, no. I'm always open, but, you know, uh, I'm going pretty fast. Yeah. Dear Dad, uh, like, we needed to check on the Maryland house. There were a couple things we needed from there. Frankly, while we haven't discussed this, I think Dear Dad was feeling a little cooped up after five weeks of our house being worked on and being trapped <laughs> in a little Not room. Not being our house, yeah. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, we should get this stuff. I should go check on the house. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I think I'll go tomorrow, <laughs> which is like, that's a thing I do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do tomorrow. It's not a thing dear dad does. Usually the, the the sequence would have been you suggested it and I'd be like, eh, ah, no, oh, maybe. Okay. Let's think right. about it for your few weeks. Well, or even during that, it would take hours. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go on Friday. I and skipped I like, that part. Whoa. I skipped all of that. I just, I was like, we don't have time. I'll just accept that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, it was great. I'm very impressed with you. Uh, and because it's lonely up there, you brought guac with you. I did. And guac is for many reasons, right? He's, a source of chaos here so removing him actually probably made it calmer for you yeah and uh he is the best in the car and he loves the car Pops he is loves quiet the in the car. car but she suffers quietly in the car like she is always kind of panting and she has kind mm-hmm. of little frantic eyes mm-hmm. and she drools mm-hmm. all the time so i don't think she likes being in the car yeah, she I likes agree. being close to me but not being in the car and guac is just Walker loves the car. Yeah, yeah. Every time we leave the house, he just runs up to the car and he's like, are we going for a ride in the car? Yeah, let's go for a ride. He did a good job. So yeah. your dad basically drove all day Friday, got in at like 3 a.m., spent Saturday in Maryland, drove back on Sunday and got home at like 12.30, 1 a.m. Yeah, because I left earlier on Sunday. So, yeah. Well, Guac, hang on. You know, you're stuck. You're stuck on you. Oh, you're going to decable us. You're going to unplug the power. Oh, you. No. Guaco man. I had to lift up the guac, but I fixed it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so no, I no good stories about the drive. It was long and kind of boring. Boring guac to Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> and a ham and cheese sandwich. Because I ate a Twinkie and a ham and cheese sandwich because I couldn't get any tacos on the way. I didn't want to waste any time getting tacos. Yeah. Uh, I had an extremely react- relaxing weekend with the remaining five dogs. It is calmer, here. isn't it? Oh my gosh. We just had a great time. They all slept. They, they often, your dad, I'll be like, when did you get up? And he's like, I got up at six. I'm like, why? And he's like, the dogs are doing something. When I'm here by myself, the dogs sleep until like 9am with they, me. They know they can come to my side of the bed and just pant three or four pants. And I'll get up and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, you need to go outside. Oh, it's terrible. And like Venk does that and then she lies down. Yeah. Like leaves me standing by the open front door (laughs) and Guac just wants my spot. She like I'll get up and Guac will just jump on the bed and curl up in my spot. He's a good bed snuggler. He's a terrible sneaky (laughs) spot stealer. Anyway, it was a very relaxing weekend for us here for three days. You seem to have, I mean, you're, the drives were It was super uneventful, long, but. but it was 18 degrees in Maryland when I left. <laughs> That's cold. 60 degrees different. The windshield wiper thing froze for me. Oh, my me. God. That's cold. That's why we're here. That's cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> How cold was it? So cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, GR Dad drove Friday. He spent Saturday in Maryland. He drove Sunday. Yeah. So, and it, you know, got in at like 1 a.m. I'm like, Monday morning, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to bring guac because his big long legs have been cramped up in the car all weekend. Surely he would love to go for a long run with you, Jen. So I 
leash up guac and we start going for a run and we get like not even half a mile from the house he's like i don't want to run anymore this, this is part. the thing he does i don't want to run anymore i mean we get to the end of the block it's like point not even point two miles it's and a he's stumpy like, little street he's like i think i'm done and i'm like no bitch we're running so i keep i'm like come on let's go come on let's go so we maybe made it like point four miles See, this is this is making me think it was intentional of him he was building up resentment. <laughs> so we, we kind of get, by the time we've gone 0.4 miles, we have left the part, you know, we always talk, there's like Sugarloaf Boulevard that has streets. Half of it has residential stuff where we live, but we're very much at the end. There's only a couple streets past us. And then you're in the wilderness protection area. So by the time we have gone 0.4 miles, we have left our little side street. We have left the residential area of Sugarloaf Boulevard. And we're just on the road in the wilderness protection area. And it goes a mile and a half down to a mostly abandoned road with a few houses. But there's sometimes traffic on that street. There's no sidewalk. There's a bike lane. That's yeah. about it. It's a, basically the shoulder. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't go to anything. I mean, it there's just dead end after that. There's a few houses down there. And then, uh, you know, probably a dozen houses over, you know, like the five miles that are left. Maybe some ghosts. Definitely some ghosts that I've seen. Hmm which we can talk about in this two-hour podcast if we want to. Uh, and and some people drive down there to go to the jumping bridge, which is in a closed part that's closed to traffic, but it's down there. So there's, you know, there's not a lot of traffic on the road, but there's a, you know, there's cars that go past. Yeah. So we get point through four miles and Guac's like stopping, right? And I'm like, come on, come on. And he's like, no, you pull on this car, I'll pull my head out of the car. What a jerk. And I'm like, oh, fine. So we like cross the street. So we always run into traffic, right? Right. So we cross the street. Fine. I'll bring him home. Even though we didn't even, we're not even going to get a mile out of this. What a fail. So we're running and we're not back to the residential part yet. We're still in the kind of running in the bike lane on the side. And this big loud truck comes past, which Guac does not like big loud trucks. And I'm, so I've got a waist leash and I've got a, th so it's basically like a leash goes around like my hips and it's got a ring on it that clicks onto a leash that clicks onto Guac's collar. So that way I don't have to hold a leash when we're running. Yeah, hands free. Hands free. And, but it has handles on it. And so Guac was kind of being all cagey and everything. So I put him on the short leash. So there's basically a ring in the middle of the, the leash that goes from my waist to Guac. And you can clip that ring. And so he's on like a three-foot leash instead of a six-foot leash. And since we're running in the bike lane and he's being kind of cagey, I put him on the short leash. And so he's kind of running right in front of me and I'm running. This big loud truck comes past and Guac freaks out. So he's kind of in front of me a little bit to the right and just bolts to the left, which fortunately is kind of like into the woods on the side. The ditch. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to into the road. Ugh. But bolts. So... I like I can't do anything about this. He's got a three foot leash, so he just freaks out, pew, pulls. And, and you're tethered to him. I There's am tethered no to escape. him. I can't let go of the leash. I can't do anything. Uh, so because he kind of went across me, he sort of trapped my right arm because he was kind of in front of me to the right, and I sort of have my hand on the leash just in case. So he bolts. So my right hand is trapped. Uh, and I, of course, fall, right? I trip over Guac, who runs right in front of me. And then if I had been able to catch myself, I am also tripping over the leash, <laughs> which is in front of me. Pulling you sideways. 
Yeah, pulling me sideways. So I managed to get my left hand down and land simultaneously on my left hand and elbow, my right shoulder, and my right cheekbone, like land on my face. I broke my sunglasses, uh, both knees. I'm and it hurts. So so I like, okay, hit the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, everything hurts so bad. Like I just need to sit here for a minute to like let the initial pain go past. I'm like bleeding profusely out of both knees, Ugh. out of my hand, my palm, palm cuts like that are just like the worst. They hurt so bad. I've uh, like ripped my palm open, my knee, Your my face. elbow. I got a big, like my face is sore. I landed, I, I mean, I've got pretty prominent cheekbones and I land right on the cheekbone on the right side and like my right shoulder. Cut the, cut the road with your cheek. <laughs> cut, the, cut the asphalt. So I was like, okay. So I sat there with Guac and I'm like, we're going we're gonna to walk the rest you of the way home. You were mad at Guac. I was very mad at Guac. You were also le- legitimately, Guac, I'm ashamed to know you. It's like, You're not my friend, Guac. I mean. Tried to kill Jen. <laughs> kill her. Tried to kill me. So I get home. I'm like, Guac tried to kill me. And Jared, I was like, oh, you got a mark on your shoulder. I'm like, look at my knees, which are like, I've got blood running down my leg. I don't leg. think I was that casual about it. <laughs> Seemed pretty like, casual to me. Holy crap. Oil. <sighs> anyway. So Guac tried to murder me. I am, yeah. I am okay though. I had to take it. I tried to go back out and run, and I made it like another half mile, but everything was really swollen. And then the next day, I was really sore. Like my, I was like, why is my tricep sore? But just on the left side, it felt like I had lifted weights or been in a car crash, which I hadn't. Uh, but it's because I tried to catch myself, and the only, I could only get my left arm down, and so like all sorts of weird muscles went into me trying to catch my fall i'm so glad you didn't break anything or like i am i am glad too i mean crack your skull i could have done like landing on my face like that if i hadn't got the other arm down or something like i could have done some really serious damage i know so and guac has said he's next time he's going to make sure it looks better so i wouldn't I take him for any guac. more runs because no a he's off of stone running. cold killer it's, jen runs with dogs my running account is now jen runs with not guac yeah, but next occasionally time, next time dogs. you go swimming i'd watch out too guac's gonna like hold your head underwater and stuff I mean, the, mm. guy, the guy's ruthless jesus <laughs> so that was not fun i'm still i mean it's still so i can kind of shower now without it hurting what a jerk but it took a couple of days for everything to no, heal. No, you up. think like biking with a dog is high risk because that can happen. But but Man. Guac really managed to do a number. So that's <sighs> the main Guac story. Uh, as for the rest of the dogs, when you were gone, Geodad, we haven't even talked about this. Everybody got an ear infection on Friday night. Wow! Like somebody was Did shaking. Did you take their him head. to a concert? <laughs> I, d- I think like little cheese was shaking his head and he had one like real flat ear and I was like oh you have an ear infection and then Brody was doing it and Hobbs was doing it and Vink was doing it and Mood was doing it and I was like everybody's getting freaking eye drops like were fine they, were they rubbing ears together I don't know what, <laughs> what they were doing weird thing it's like the mono of ears yeah anyway they're all fine now I mean Vink is still getting ear drops. weird as they were before but their ears are better it's weird this weekend I also felt like Vood sort of had a breakthrough with his recall. He was really coming well. Like, he'd be in the front yard, and I'd call him, and he'd come. And then Monday, you got back, and he's like, fuck that bullshit. And now he, like, lays out there, and he's like, I don't even want your cheese of the righteous. I'm just, I'm laying here for a while. Really? Yeah. It's inconsistent, because he's been coming into the elevator pretty well if he doesn't lie down first. He's definitely doing better. If he lies down, you're doomed. But if he just kind of ambles and 
comes around the corner and sees the elevator, he's sometimes like, oh, there might be cheese in the elevator. I'll go that way. Yeah, the cheese helps. So he's, it's slow progress, yeah. but he is learning and he's definitely improving. He's a good boy. He just has he an angry is. face. He looks like some out of Star Wars or some monster. <laughs> he's so weird. He's a weird dude. Uh, okay, I'm looking at my list of notes here. I wrote down weights. That would be the weights of the dogs. Yeah, yeah. What? Did you just make that sound, Voodoo? Don't make that sound, Voodoo. So Voodoo's down to 98. He's broken. He was 100 last time, or 101. So he's and he doesn't like it, <laughs> but, you know. Well, same to you, Voodoo man. I guess he's bored. I'll let him out. Okay. Uh, so Voodoo's down to 98. Brody is back down, I think, to 91. It was 91. Yeah. Was it right, 91? I, gotta, I have a note that has all of the dog weights in it now of course i can't find it uh but yeah brody he must be down to 91 because he's finally like losing weight again uh he had been stable at like 93 for quite a while and of course he complains all the time about how hungry he is oh here's my file okay so voodoo is 98 cb was 92 so cb is losing weight again which is good if we could get him down to 80, I would be happy. Uh, Voodoo, 98. So he's actually doing a great job in terms of his weight loss. And he's not whiny about his food amounts. He, I mean, he likes his snacks, but he doesn't seem hungry all the time. Where, like, Brody, like, moans about how hungry he is all the time. And we got him on medicine, and we give him green beans and all this stuff. And he just, he keeps complaining. Yeah, so he's like on the fluoxetine and still the trazodone and the gabapentin. And he had a couple days where he was way better. And now I'm not sure that he's doing a lot better. Yeah. His eyes are super irritated today, which he's is sad. Allergic to something. Yeah, he looks like he looks like someone with aphy or But he's he's been I guess he's slightly less irritating than he was, <laughs> but he's not at a good mental place yet and like i said when he first started doing this we started feeding him a bunch more and we were giving him like three times dinner and he was gaining weight quite quickly yeah and he still was doing it so it's not just that he's hungry because no. when we give him tons of food he still does it all the time no he just wants something he doesn't know what it is or he he feels weird yeah but he's very verbal vocal so loud he sure is well so that's the update on him. Um, Hops is fine. Vink is... Shaved. <laughs> she still has all of her shaved patches, but she's doing okay. She never was going to win any dog shows. No. Uh, but she's healing up okay. Yeah. yeah. Not too whiny. She's as weird as she always has, has been. <laughs> Frank. We, almost, we lost her today. Couldn't find Vink. I was, a, I was, <laughs> I was at the like, desk. where's Vink? And I like went in every room in the house. I, I went, went in outside. every room in the house. She was under the desk. She was two <laughs> inches from my feet when we started looking for her. Vink's yeah. just under my desk looking out going, what? why are you guys walking around? She's just Since she doesn't know her name, her. it's not like she's coming out when called. <gasps> I know. Uh, so yeah, Vink is fine. Hops is fine. Voods is still doing good on his... Once a day, phenobarbital. No like we said, his seizures, down. which is no the best seizures. thing. Yep, so that's good. He just went out for a nighttime swim a little while ago. Yep. That's what he does. 
No. Yeah. Brody, still kind of annoying. We're working and getting there with him. Uh, and then I guess Little Cheese is not doing all that great. No, he's, uh, he's a little tired and kind of lethargic. Super lethargic. Like he yeah. just kind of sleeps all the time and doesn't really want to get up. Um, not eating yesterday and today. So he will eat snacks, which is good. I mean, yeah. Patrick wasn't eating his tater He'll eat tots. The delicious he stuff. He's eating noodles. He's eating. <laughs> He Jeez. did refuse some noodles at first, but then he came yeah. around to the noodles. And he's eating turkey slices. <laughs> yeah. So I took him up to the vet today, and they did blood tests and an ultrasound and Prodding everything. And, and testing. Nothing looks super obviously bad. Like she said, his prostate has some cysts on it, and she could feel a couple lymph nodes that she couldn't, so he could have prostate cancer. And I was like, what do we... She's like, we can do some aspirates and find out. I'm like, what do we do if he has prostate cancer? And she's like, well, you can't... You don't just take the prostate out. She's like, you could do, like, palliative chemotherapy, but you have to do that up in Mer in uh, Miami because we can't get the PPE down here to do it. And I was like, he's 12 and a half. I'm not going to take him... Like, it's not a matter of time or money, which she knows, right? right? I mean, for us, like, we'll spend whatever money we have to spend always on these dogs. Like, that's never the question. But he's 12 and a half. Like, we already took his spleen out. He's got all these, like, cysts, you know, non-cancerous, but cysts on his liver. Uh, we're not going to take him out to Miami for palliative chemotherapy three like and a half hours or three hours each way he doesn't even like the car that much and he's not gonna feel great no. after it i no. mean chemotherapy is not as bad on dogs it is as it is on people but it's still a thing and it's aggressive yeah. you know if he, like i said if you were seven sure there's 12 and a half i'm like i'm not gonna do that like why are we gonna bother Just with this dodges one bullet and he catches another yeah Small and cheese. you know the tumors that he had weren't cancerous but I think we all kind of expected he had some cancer somewhere. So, you know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, so he's still eating snacks, which is good. I mean, that's a that's a big step up from not eating anything, which is where St. Patrick was. Yeah. Um, but he's been sleeping a lot, like, to where it's, like, it's really hard to get him up. Yeah. Um he doesn't seem like he's in pain or that he's suffering or anything, no. but he's remarkably more lethargic, not interested in eating. Um, so at the vet today, they gave him a big like subcutaneous fluids where they put like the camel hump of he looks water. Like a dromedary, yeah. So he has absorbed that. Um, so basically, we're going appetite stimulants, which we have. Entice is the medicine. It's called entice. <laughs> it's good stuff. It works. That's a good name. That's better than. Some random oxy moxy floxy, yeah, fluine entice. Uh, so we'll start that in the morning because he did eat when we got home. He ate yeah. spaghetti, yeah, a little bit of loaf, a little bit of meat. Yeah, and uh, that's the canned food. It's loaf. It's called it loaf. For, it stands for low fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a low fat gets you the low and the f. And there's some other thing in there in the acronym, but it's mm -hmm. like and on the website and everything. Anti-digestive issues. <laughs> yeah, it's like gastrointestinal gentle food. Yeah. Um, but it's it says loaf everywhere, <laughs> so we just call it loaf. It's like canned regular old canned dog food. Oh. Uh, so yeah, we kind of bundle that in spaghetti. <laughs> and he ate some of that. Yeah, that's where we crunched up the. The Cheetos. Cheetos on it one time, and it, that was fine. Yep. So we're going to start him on the Entice tomorrow. Um, and then we talked with the vet, who's great. And uh, she's like, you know, once that stops working, we'll put him on prednisone, which 
is a sort of last ditch. Like it makes them feel, putting them on steroids makes them feel good. It doesn't fix anything. Makes them hungrier. It makes them hungrier, makes them pee a lot, uh, makes them drink a lot. Like they could pee on themselves. Like it isn't necessarily great, but it sometimes can make them feel better. And if it's just like you're trying to get the days, good days out of them that you can, you'll get a couple of weeks maybe with prednisone. We've tried it. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Bob, who's our vet in Maryland, said no dog should die without the benefit of steroids. <laughs> you know, if you're like going to lose your dog, uh-huh. put them on steroids for a couple of weeks and, you know, have them kind of feel really good artificially for a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's our next step. So it sounds like we don't have a ton of time left with the little cheese, unfortunately. Bite your tongue. Just bite your tongue. I hope that this is just... He's still recovering, recovering. from his surgery. <laughs> I hope that's true, but... Uh, we were both independently worried enough that we said to each other, like, I'm kind of worried about the little cheese and took him up today. Yeah, my denial is strong, but it's not perfect. I mean, I uh, look, he could definitely make a swing up. Like, we talked about Patrick being, you know, day-to-day, whatever, in October. November, when his eye know? was wonky, yeah. And we got, like, four more months out of him, so we yeah. could have quite a bit of time left with a little cheese, but... 70 months, man. <laughs> well, that would be great. I would take 70 weeks. He's a cute little he's great pocket size retriever he's a wonderful little boy so he is he's very sweet uh we'll see what happens uh i mean i hope this is not another case of jasmine like one two punch two weeks apart i i don't know that i could deal with that uh even though we haven't you know we've had patrick since june we've only had saint patrick since november but saint patrick i'm sorry uh bob Parmesan. That's right. We got St. Patrick in June. We got Parmesan in November. Parmesan is much more connected than St. Patrick was. You know, St. Patrick had a lot of really advanced dementia. He was really kind of off of his own space. He didn't bond with us. I mean, he was wonderful and we loved him, but in, and he would wag for us, you know, he knew that we were good and that we loved him, but he didn't really know what was going on where Parmesan really does. You know, he's, he's connected with us in a, in a more, normal way yeah i would say yeah so we'll see but it's unfortunately it's not going great maybe yeah. it's maybe it's just a kind of tough phase in his recovery but we should just get a puppy they're more stable oh my god, oh my god. they don't get sick Wait, like this we have a vood and a guac and they both super stress me yeah, out they're idiots let's get a female puppy <laughs> Female puppy, that'd be good. We'll get another vink, and then we'll have to get bionic hips and friggin' elbow <laughs> surgery and, and all the other stuff, and then we'll end up with some vink. My brother lost his 13-year-old golden, uh, I think, a day or two before St. Patrick, I think the beginning of last week, and uh, and he has a puppy now. This is very much like when I was growing up, my dad's strategy was like, get a puppy the same day that you lose your dog. Like it's, it's definitely some people's coping mechanism, not ours, obviously, but, uh, I understand it. And so my brother, you know, I think they had their dog put down and I think that day he had the, the same trip. I think it could have been the return same trip. trip. Uh, he got a new puppy, you know, eight week old golden. Who's adorable. adorable. His name's Rudy, like for the movie. Yeah, the, uh, the, they, they're Notre Dame family. Yeah, my, yeah, my nieces both went, both one one is graduated and one is going to St. Mary's, part of Notre Dame. Uh, so, yeah, they're both, in, they were both part of the Notre Dame band. No, and I wouldn't do that without consulting football. you. I would not come home from Maryland with a dog, puppy w- or otherwise. I would have been fine with it. I almost brought yeah. home two dogs last night. So <laughs> <it was laughs> I'm in the habit of going for walks 
late at night. Late questionable night. habit. I it makes me feel better. Sometimes I run. A lot of times I just walk. Especially when Jared Dad's like falling asleep. I'm like, okay, it's like ten thirty, like you're going to sleep, that's fine. I'm gonna go out for a walk. It's at the most dangerous thing you've done is run broad daylight with guac. So I take it all back. Yeah. The nighttime activities seem perfectly safe as long as you don't have a guac. I mean, the worst that has happened to me is that I have seen some ghosts, including this last week. That's cool. I was out walking, and uh, typically I walk from our house down through the wilderness protection area, kind of to the abandoned dead-end road, and then turn around and come back. It's three miles round trip. And I'm walking down towards towards the end, right? I'm on the out leg. And I see the kind of figure of a guy standing in the middle of the road. And now this is not the same guy who took that very cool time-lapse picture of me. The star he, photographer guy. The star photographer guy was much closer to the part of our part of the road that has the houses on it, the residential part of the boulevard. And he had a car and a tripod. Yeah, he had all this stuff. So this is down at the other, towards the other end where there's nothing. And it's midnight. I mean, it's like I had gone out late and... I see the figure of this guy standing in the middle of the road and the way the light is like, all I see is this sort of shadowy outline. And I'm convinced enough that it's a guy that I turn on the flashlight app of my phone. Cause I, I never, the last thing I want is to sneak up on somebody for them to not know that I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want us all to know that we all know each other are here. Uh, so I always turn my flashlight on if I think I see somebody. So I turn my flashlight on cause I think I see a guy and shine the flashlight forward to where he is. And then he's not there. That's a ghost. I try to take a picture. I see him. I see the outline of this guy standing in the middle of the road. I try to take a picture. I take a beautiful picture. There's no guy in it. That's totally a ghost. He didn't dude. move. I mean, I was looking at him the whole time and then uh, I get down there. He's not there. It's either Florida squatch. Or it's a ghost. Lord of Squatch. Somebody sent me, like, our poor Murders in Paradise podcast. Everybody loves that podcast <laughs> so much, ah. and I just got to get my ass in gear and do it. But somebody sent me a great article about, like, the Florida Keys being haunted and limestone being a good conductor for ghosts. Like, it'll, it'll make a great episode. Cool. Uh, but it talks about how, you know, especially at night, the keys sort of transform into this really sort of spooky place, which is a hundred percent true. Yeah. I've seen all kinds of ghostly things, pillars all of mist sorts and of rustling and creaking and screeches. Last night I was out and I heard before the dog that I was going to bring home, I hear this kind of sound. Uh, I was coming, I had gone through the wilderness. I was still in the wilderness area, but I was coming back towards the house and I hear the sound sort of off to the right. And then this white heron, so it's like a, if you've seen a great blue heron, which are more common, you know, we had those in Illinois where I grew up. We had them in Maryland. Um, so it's just like it's the same bird as that, basically, but it's all white instead of Pretty big. gray or blue. Yeah, it's got like a five foot wingspan, sometimes six feet. Uh, so there's a white heron or great white heron preserve down here. There's a bunch of them down here. They're big white birds. And it was like 11 p.m., right? So this white heron takes off from the you know it's just mangroves and wilderness on either side and it takes off from the right side and it flies over me in the middle of the night just silent like and lands in the water on the other side but the moon is almost full right now and so it flies basically you know there's the moon and the bird flies between me and the moon and the moon is so bright it's shining through like the bird's feathers so, so the cool. bird is like glowing 
It's like so lit cool. internally. It was one of the more magical th- things that I have seen. While also, I'm, could have been a ghost. You don't know. I guess it did definitely look like a bird. An angel. So, could, could have been. been. I mean, it looked very angelic, but I think it was a bird. Angel bird. Bird angel. Anyway, so I continued walking and I got to our street and I was like, you know, it's like 11 o'clock. I'm Ingo's not, asleep anyway. Ingo's asleep. I'm not that tired. That guy's not doing anything for me right now. <laughs> I'm also trying to do this uh, this virtual like January thing for Badwater. Which, so Badwater is, there's a few, they have a few different races, but their main race is 135 miles from Badwater Basin in Death Valley to Mount Whitney, the lowest point in the continental United States to the basically to the highest point in the United States. You can't actually go all the way to the top of Mount Whitney now, but you stop a few, couple miles short of that. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's 135 miles. It's, you know, 130 degrees when you start in Badwater Basin. It's kind of my dream race. I would love to be able to do it. I'm not at the point yet where I'm trained That's well enough to do it. That's where people's shoes melt. Your shoes definitely melt. That's stupid. Uh <laughs> Mark to your dad's words, because if things go well in like two or three years, I'm going to be running that race and he's going to be my crew every yep. two miles, giving me. I'll be very supportive then. Ice. I'll give you new shoes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I would love to do this race, but they're doing a virtual. They have obviously like everybody had to cancel the races for COVID. So they're doing a thing called Badwater 267 in January. So you have to do 267 miles in the month um, running or walking. So I'm. I'm a little bit behind. I have to do like 14 miles a day for the rest of the month. Um, Some big weekends coming up. Yeah, I better do a lot this weekend because I'm very far behind. But anyway, so I was like, okay, well, like I'm not, it's 11 p.m. I'm not that tired. Um, Why don't I walk another three miles? Like if I continue up to Route 1 and back, it's like three more miles. That's where there's sidewalk. And And there's sidewalk and everything. I mean, I have seen naked people on the sidewalk but less likely to see ghosts maybe naked ghosts (laughs) so anyway so fine i keep walking i'm like listening to a podcast like doing stuff and uh kind of halfway between our street and route one there's a canal that kind of cuts across you can get from the open water that you see in our snaps to the other side of the island uh there's a canal that goes through and there's a little bridge that goes over the canal so i'm up on the bridge and these two dogs come walking across the bridge. I mean, there's no traffic. I mean, there's not a lot of traffic on our key anyway, but especially not it's at It's just moonlit, midnight. deserted road. Yeah, these two dogs come across like labs, basically. They might be mixes. Uh, and I was like, hi, friends. Come on over here. And they like, and they're like, whoo, look at this lady. And they come over. And I'm like petting them, petting them. So I pet one. And then I'm petting the other one. And like the first one like sticks her snoop like under my arm. And she's like, no, pet me, pet me. And I was like, okay, let's get off the road and like go on the grass. And like the first one, like she's like lays down and she's like rubbing her face in the grass and like on me, smooshing her head on You're me. like, oh, loosely supervised dogs. <laughs> so one of the dogs, they both have collars, but one of them has a name tag with a phone number on it. It's like 1115. So I'm like, okay, I mean, these dogs clearly should not be running around the middle of the street at 1115 PM. So I call the number. It just goes to voicemail. I text the number. Nobody responds. And so I was that like, would have been, for me, that would have been like, oh, fate. These are our dogs now. <laughs> and I'm like, these are very nice dogs. <laughs> I'm going to bring them home. I was like, come on, dogs, let's go. And they're like, okay, we're going. 
Uh, so Hi, we, new friend. We start like walking home, and I was like, I can't introduce them to the rest of the squad in the middle of the night because that's chaotic. But they could sleep on the porch tonight. I'll put some water and some beds out there. Introduce them to the squad tomorrow. That's cool. We got two more dogs. It was great. <laughs> uh, I was like, I should call the owner one more time. You know, they're probably R- just asleep. Reality intrudes. So I call one more time. And I do get an answer, and the dude was clearly asleep. And I'm like, I'm really sorry to be calling you at I'm like. I'm really sorry you answered. 11:30 p.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm like, but I think I have your dogs. And he's like, you do? And I was like, do you have a dog named Abby? And he's like, yep. I'm like, do you have a second dog? And he's like, yep. I'm like, well. No, you don't. I got him. <laughs> actually, actually, right now you do not. <laughs> Would you like me to bring them to your house? And he's like, that'd be great. And so I hear his wife in the background like telling him the address. I think they're tourists who you, on our key, in most of the keys, except for Key West and a couple other places, um, you have to rent a house for 28 days minimum. You can't just like come for a week. Um, and that's to, to keep tourists from cycling in and out. But I think they were from out of town and, and maybe had rented a house for a week or a uh, month or two. So he wouldn't memorize the address. He, didn't he have knows the address where the house memorized. is. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and I'm like, he's like, it's, you know, here's the address. And I'm like, okay, is that next to the bridge over the canal? And he's like, eh, maybe. I'm like, is it on the Route 1 side or the 4A side? He has no idea what I'm talking about. No, and doesn't. I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'll just put it in my phone. Like, give me the address again. So I was like, all right. We're coming to your house. So I like, I'm like, come on, dogs. We're going back to your house. They were great. I mean, they were, they would have been good additions to the squad. Oh, it sounds like they, we missed a, a good opportunity there. They're very nice dogs. We could have had a couple of yellow labs. I know. It sounds like they were. they were well taken care of. So no, they were. You know. I was like, one of them really, you know, so I get to their house and the guy kind of comes to the gate. And I was like, one of them at least had a real adventure because they're soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> like they clearly have been swimming. And he's like, yeah, you know, I gave him baths tonight and then we were outside to let him dry and I fell asleep. And, you know, sometimes they like to run like that. And I was like, well, here you go. <laughs> so you got extra miles out of it. That was OK. I did. I got like some extra unexpected steps, steps and you got to pet some dogs. Maybe, so we'll, maybe we'll have to roll by there slowly some night. You know. Go down Buttonwood Lane. Get some turkey, turkey slices, tur- <laughs> turkey, turkey, turkey. <laughs> So that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it, it's all for the best. We don't need to steal them from actual humans who love them. Contrast that with our actual neighbor across the street. <laughs> I wrote this down to just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you were in Maryland, right? Is that when this happened? I think so, yeah. I, I, so. I There's nothing I could do, right? That's Otherwise, right. I would have been like... I could run interference or, or do a flashbang or something, yeah. So our neighbor across the street... She's she's pretty crazy, but she's also extremely nosy, right? Like she has a telescope or binoculars or something. She sees what I'm doing in the backyard, which is like a very narrow path that you could see from her house to our house and super persistent. Like she comes to our front gate and, and like she, almost rattles on the, on, the, on the gate. And I'll be like, I got to do stuff with the dogs. And she'll stand there for 20 minutes waiting for me to come back. Or just talk at you, even if you're like walking away. Yeah, Jared was out there last week, and she was yelling at him that we need to be careful when we go run and wear reflective stuff, and she was, like, worried. She was going to bring reflective stuff. I was walking away, slowly backing away. Yeah, she's one of those people where it's like she starts talking, and then if you say anything to engage, like, it's 45 minutes, and it's like 
she does not know how to mind her business. No, and it's it's partly just her advice on to you living your life, but also her yeah. grievances about life too. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I pull into the driveway and uh, park my car, and I see her come out of her house, run out of her house, <sighs> and then she's like at our gate and I hovering. Like, oh no, you have it closed, right? So it's closed. The gate's closed. She's, she's like. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, if I get out of the car, she's going to yell at me. And I do not want to hear whatever she has to say to me. Uh. So I'm like pretending to be on the phone. And then eventually I'm like, I don't need to pretend. I'm going to call your dad. It was. It was Saturday and I was in Maryland. And I'm like, your dad, I'm trying to wait out the lady across the street. So we're going to I'm just going to sit in the car and talk on the phone with you and maybe she'll go away. And so she's like hovering and then she'll kind of go back across to her yard and I'm like peeking through our You were narrating this. Trees. It was actually very funny for me because you were very good at describing. She's like, now she's up. I can't see her anymore, but I don't know where she... Oh, she just popped back out. She, <laughs> she's peeking in. She's peeking through the branches now. So eventually I was like, okay, I think she's gone. But I'm, you're trapped in your car. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta get out of the car. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna bring the groceries in. It was like mid-afternoon, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the middle of the afternoon. I was like, I could get out the passenger side of the car and then like, like ooze along the side. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you were thinking I know you were thinking oh, if I throw a rock over there can I run while she's looking at the rock can I can I make it to the stairs no I knew that wouldn't work so I'm like okay I think she's gone I'm just gonna grab this bag of groceries but you have to stay on the phone with me so at least yeah, I have like plausible talking, deniability. Talking well. Like, and sorry, can't talk. I'm on the phone. As soon as she got out, I heard the yelling. Uh, and hello, actually, hello, hello. So, so here's what it was. And I do feel a little guilty about this. So I was cleaning out the house. And when we were taking our flight lessons, we had set up a little flight simulator with like Logitech, like pedals and, a, you know, flight stuff. And uh, we're no longer doing the flight lessons. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put like the equipment on eBay. And then we had bought, I bought like a $30 desk. Like a student desk. Amazon. Yeah. yeah, just to sort of have it. It was like in a closet, literally. And I was like, okay, we don't need this anymore. So I put it out to the curb for free. And so when I get out of the car and I've got Jared out on the phone, I've got a bag of groceries. She's like, are you getting rid of this desk? And I was like, yeah, you can have it if you want. She's like, oh yeah, I can use it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, thanks, bye. And I was like, <sighs> I feel really bad. Like as a Catholic, right? Like you're, it's not just that you're supposed to be nice, but that you're supposed to be charitable of heart that you're, it's not just supposed to look, you gave her your crap. That's charitable. (laughs) You're supposed to not think bad things about other people. In addition, like you're supposed to be nice to other people, but you're also supposed to be charitable of heart. I gotta say when I was in Lutheran catechism school, we learned it's more the actions. You can't control your your mind as much, but you have to yeah, act. I mean, you Catholics are You don't supposed have to, to love your neighbor. You have to act like you love your neighbor. You guys are just much more strict. Yeah. Freaking mind control. Uh, I mean, you're, yeah, you're supposed to be pure of heart and mind. No, nah, we're just supposed to act right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very nice to her, but I do, I do, I definitely have my residual Catholic guilt of like having all these bad thoughts about her because she has done lots of fucked up shit in the past, but actually this time she's very reasonably right. being like, I don't want to just take this desk from your curb without confirming that you're giving it away for no, free. No, I direct message the Pope. He says it's fine. You, <laughs> you didn't do anything bad. You, she didn't feel any resentment. She's fine. You're fine. You spent three minutes more of her time during the day, or actually it was like 25 minutes, but still, <laughs> while you were huddling in the car trying to escape, <laughs> didn't actually hurt her. And you're, you're still you're still a, a candidate for heaven. Well, you got to figure out when Lent is, and I'll do like penance. Lent. Penance? You, you, what are you going to give up? 
I don't know. So Thinking Lent, bad thoughts? You guys are so strict with yourselves. Ash Wednesday is February 17th. It's coming up. Man, it's like Valentine's Day. Yay, love. And then Lent is like, oh, sad. Yeah. Mm. I got to figure out what I'm giving up for Lent this year. Yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast Thinking before. Thinking bad like, thoughts. I really like Lent. I mean, I think the process of like, like the reason you give stuff up for Lent if you're Catholic is, is not like as a punishment, mm. but as <laughs> that you know you're supposed to like recognize your insignificance and uh whatever so you do lent and then good friday is like truly in a very moving and amazing thing in the catholic church and i don't care all that much about easter but i, I love going to good friday mass so i like i like to do lent i give stuff over lent i like ash wednesday i like good friday and one of my friends in college who was also catholic he's like so you basically just celebrate the death of jesus <laughs> you don't care about the resurrection just the death of jesus <laughs> i think that's a little cynical <laughs> well i'm not friends with that guy anymore so <laughs> not for that but he yeah. had his problems yeah. uh yeah i gotta figure out what i'll give i didn't give anything up last year it was too stressful last year you were giving up everyone was giving up a lot of things yeah. like hugging people and i know i mean february or no yeah it yeah, wasn't as clear was, in february but it was getting close i mean stuff was starting to get canceled in yeah. february and now you're full on you've given stuff up for a whole year yeah well yeah i could just pick a thing i could be like i'll give up hugging people except then what's going to happen is i'll get like my vaccine march 1st it'll like come really early would be worth it. it it would be but then it'll be like oh okay i get my second dose on whatever march 15th and then it's like I could hug people now, but I gave it up for Lent thinking it would be easy, except I want to actually hug everyone as soon as I'm, like, vaccinated. And I don't understand. It's reverse psychology for fate. Why don't you do it? you got to do it. <laughs> Tempt fate to give except you the you vaccine. Except you wouldn't get hugs then either. Tempt fate to give to get yourself the vaccine during February. It's totally worth it. If do some, it. If some Play corrupt, the mind game. Some corrupt person wants to give me a vaccine. Like the guy in Philly. Have you read this story? So the city oh, of Philadelphia. The one who just like grabbed a bunch of vials and went home. He's like Philadelphia authorized this like 22 year old and his pals in their nonprofit to lead like mass vaccination in Philadelphia. That's a good idea. And they yeah, with no health experience at all. And there's like a black doctors collective that was trying to distribute vaccines. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to give it to this 22 year old like white college kid and his pals to give it out and they had like no public health experience and they had like a sign-up sheet and all these like 85 and 90 year olds signed up and they're like oh we gave away too many spots too bad you can't have your vaccine and they're like these 90 year olds are like crying that they waited in line all day and then like the dude actually had leftover vaccinations at that same thing and he just like brought them home and then like had a party with his friends he literally like grabbed them in his hands and grabbed them and ran away with them I mean, it's terrible you know what i don't i don't want your corrupt vaccine i just i want it on time and i would just like on time to be sooner yeah you don't want to take it from the mouths of anyone else but no. you know if you happen to be at walgreens at five to closing and they're like these vials are going bad we're about to chuck them would you the like them in your so arm bad. or in the trash and you're like i think arm is better and they'd be like yeah we agree we'll put it in your arm one of my uncharitable thoughts is that like there's a bunch of stupid people who are just like i'm not gonna get vaccinated i don't know what's in that thing and you know what like fuck you good spend some time making up your mind because i want it right now maybe you should that's what you should do is trail like semi-anti-vaxxers 
to go to these who are eligible, right? 77-year-olds. And be like, that's going to make you infertile. Go to, <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You're a Catholic. Just <laughs> hang around. And then when they're like, well, I don't want it. I've decided I don't want it. Then you go, here's my arm. <laughs> Just Put give it to me. Jam it in there. No, don't waste it. Don't waste Ugh. it. What are you going to do? Throw it away? If it's between you and the trash, clearly you I should know. have it morally. One of our friends in uh, D.C., got it because he has a pre-existing condition he got his first dose and then he told me last night that the state took away the rights of hospitals to give him he got it through like the hospital center and they were like the hospital's giving it in the wrong order and so now he doesn't get his second dose until like the state places so he's like due for his second dose oh. and he can't have it now i'm like this i can't is, believe they're calling doing this it. a system is is, uh, is charitable holy smokes all right, that's enough ranting. Anyway, vaccines. I want my vaccine. If anybody wants to give me a vaccine, you have to Pfizer, give, you have to Moderna. give up hugging for Lent first. Jeez, didn't I'll, we just talk about this? I will give up hugging everything if you'll give me a vaccine. Just give me a call. T- send me a DM at the Golden Ratio Four, Golden Ratio Four at Gmail, the Golden Ratio Four at Gmail dot com. If you got a vaccine, I want it. Maybe I should go to the crossroads at midnight, and you know, if they got vaccines there, I'm in. Oh, I think they would have a vaccine. <laughs> oh, but it comes at a price. Eternal life. If they give, if the crossroads at midnight gives me eternal life, I don't need a vaccine. Yeah, but then it's crappy life. That's there's always a catch mm-hmm. with the devil, man. It's mm-hmm. eternal life, mm-hmm. but you'll be in a wheelchair or like you know, Glock will trip you every day. <laughs> Eternally. All right, are we ready for our conch life? Sure. After that, my ray of sunshine. <laughs> Man arrested for attempted kidnapping. This is not a happy story either. I mean, none of our conch lives are very rarely happy stories. Last week, it was dude shot in stomach for playing a, playing a bad joke on his pal. He was. That was stupid. Yeah. Uh, don't play. But we had a good one with the canine sniffers. That was pretty good. That was good. Well, this we're back to bad. A 61-year-old <laughs> Stock Island man. So Stock Island is the key next to Key West. It's like the supply island for Key West. Yeah, you can't call it a suburb because Key West only has like 25,000 people. No. But it's, it's sort of the ratchet it's cousin. Like, yeah, it's of like Key West. across the railroad tracks away from Key West. Yeah, that's right. There's no actual railroad tracks, but if there were, it would be on the other side. A 61 year old Stock Island man was arrested Friday morning for attempting to kidnap a 19 year old woman walking to work. Ugh. Steve, we're going to call him Steve was charged with attempted kidnapping, battery, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia. There were no serious injuries reported. Deputies Freddie Rodriguez and Christian Dean responded to 2nd Avenue on Stock Island. That's where Rustica... There's only like four avenues on Stock Island. If you come to Key West, go to Rustica on Stock Island, like take a Uber there or whatever. It's like... DOC Neapolitan pizza. It's fucking fantastic. DOC is like a kind of Italian pizza. DOC means like certified by the people in Napoli that you're making proper Neapolitan pizza. It's really good. Yeah. It's really any any place you can find like DOC. That's a good pizza. pizza. Don't uh, listen cake. to <laughs> Don't listen to GR Dad's offensive accent. Uh, <laughs> it's excellent pizza. It's really good. It's a nice. It's a great place. That is great. great. It is a great, uh, unabashedly, and you won't get kidnapped, I promise. I miss it. Their COVID restrictions have not been up to our very exacting standards. They follow the state guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so we haven't been there for a while. 
but if uh you know assuming post covid you come down rustica totally worth a visit the food is amazing they got a good drink menu yeah and it's like five minutes outside key west yeah uh, the ambiance is really nice like stock yeah. island is real hit or miss but it's a hit it's, it's a total hit they really have good. some good uh marina restaurants too actually in stock island I yeah mean, you can get that in key west too if you're for sure seafooding but but anyway but if rustica. you want pizza rustica is the best pizza in the keys for and they sure. have chickens and there's chickens that just like ask to eat outside for sure and there's wild chickens that wander around there Anyway, that's on 2nd Avenue. There you go. Uh, so, deputies Freddie Rodriguez and Christian Dean responded to 2nd Avenue in Stock Island at approximately 8.15 a.m. where they met the victim. She stated she was walking to work when, the, when an older man in his 50s or 60s with shoulder-length hair in a gold-colored vehicle, that's very Key West, yeah. <laughs> uh, asked her if she would help him look for a dog. Oh my God. It's like a strategy used with like an 8-year-old. I lost my dog. Will you help me find my dog? She stated the suspect then got out of the vehicle and attempted to forcefully put her in the vehicle. She's 19. Come in here and look for my dog with me. Deputy Dean saw a gold-colored SUV at a convenience store on Stock Island earlier. The deputies went to the store and reviewed the security footage. The driver of that vehicle matched the victim's description. To be fair, there are a lot of 50 or 60 something white guys with shoulder length hair in the keys. But the gold SUV was pretty good. Yeah. The deputies put out a bolo. Be on the lookout. Excellent. For the vehicle, a Honda CRV, and later found it in a parking lot at the Perry Hotel. Oh. The fancy. registered owner came back as Steve. Yeah. Steve's driver's license picture matched the victim's description as well as the suspect seen in the convenience store security footage. The deputy walked up to the vehicle. Oh, no. The dude walked up to the vehicle. Deputies stated they were conducting an investigation and asked him about the incident with a female pedestrian earlier in the day. Steve admitted to previously asking a, quote, pretty girl walking down the street about a missing dog. Does he even have him? No, he's trying to kidnap her. Detective Boyd Williams asked the victim if she would be willing to identify Steve. She did so and stated she was 100% sure Steve was the attacker. Approximately 2.3 grams of marijuana and a pipe were found in Steve's vehicle. Steve was taken to jail. I mean, that's also common in Key West. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Long-haired, 50-year-old, 60-year-old dude with with pot. Don't try to kidnap anybody, you guys. That's ridiculous. Good for her for pressing charges and for not not being intimidated by this asshole. Screw that guy. He could stay in jail. I hope the emu eats him. (laughs) <laughs> they, there is an emu in the jail. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's a hungry, hungry emu. <laughs> uh, do you have a German word of the week for us? Yeah, it's a, of course not a happy one either, but it's the it's the uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day in Germany. Oh, yeah. Because it's the day Auschwitz was liberated by the Russians. But it's Oh, I didn't know that was what Holocaust Remembrance Day corresponded to. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean... It's terrible, mm-hmm. but like the, the only good it's a thing, good thing for it to map to. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's called Holocaust Leugnung, which is Holocaust denial. Denial. Denial, which is a crime in Germany and in many other European like denying countries. that the Holocaust is a thing that happened. Correct, or but minimizing it. But wait, is that what the day is called? No, no, no. Holocaust no, no. Leugnung is the no. It's a pro. It's a propos of today. Yeah, okay. but I'm just pointing out this word Holocaust Leugnung is the denial of the Holocaust, which is actually a crime in many European countries. Yeah, 
um, because they're just like this is designed to either incite violence or to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. harm people psychologically or and it's minimizing this this terrible thing and the suffering this so is why Jen has been suffering for the last three weeks in the yeah. greater public service that's right because of assholes who Holocaust yeah l- say the word again Leugnung Leugnung denying denying something fuck denying those guys happened. yeah it's uh it's a problem with the internet, right? Also, because the, you can have yeah. Germans on on websites that are hosted in America, and they can they can do all this shit. But if they, you know, technically, if they did it on a German website, it wouldn't even be allowed, right? It'd be blocked. You guys, if you're like super mad about all of this, you can go on Twitter and look for the hashtag Sedition Hunters, and uh, you will find people who are looking like a community of people who are tracking down dudes in all of the videos from the capital insurrection and identifying them and without adding too much information i caught one of those nazis and he got arrested this week and was denied bail the guy that i caught i was talking to the fbi and i was like here's all my evidence and the fbi is like this is great can you also do this and i was like yes i can i will find you whatever technical information you want and they arrested the guy based on the stuff that i gave them uh, which was super satisfying. Fuck that guy. Uh, but, but yeah, it's there's like a reviewing public feeds, right? I mean, there's that's like right. Facebook you're just going stuff through and, and parlor tapes and all this stuff. Right? You're just looking at like all of these different sources, like trying to find stuff that people like. There were a lot of people there who were not participating, right? Who were either documenting or who were journalists. And so there's a ton of footage and stuff. Plus, yeah, the stuff downloaded from Parler. And so if you want to hunt these guys down or, you know, you look at like old video from previous marches, people's previous stuff on like Facebook and stuff, you can track these guys down. It's like a true crime thing, except it's a true, true crime thing. It truly is. So if you're feeling frustrated and you got some time on your hands, uh, look at hashtag sedition hunters. And there's, I mean, it's really interesting for me as like a person who researches social media where there's like these Google Docs and they've got hashtags for all these different people. You can go into the Google Doc and it's like, here's a picture of the person. Here's the hashtag. Look at the hashtag on Twitter. Red sweater guy or like, you know, this guy. That's right. So like red sweater guy. And then it'll also be mapped to a hashtag where like the FBI has put out like a request for information. And there's a number like number 60 AFP. And mm-hmm. so 60 AFP will also be hashtagged on anybody who finds this. So it's like, here's the FBI hashtag. Here's the hashtag that we've been using. You can find all the stuff that people have found. And then like, we need better headshots of these person. All of these are people who are currently unidentified. Um, so if you want to hunt some freaking Nazis, you oh, can do it. good. Yeah. So, so why, why stop now? I mean, it's, uh, it's been a business since 1945. Indeed. So, and you can do it online from your house. And like, I am proof that you can find these guys and identify them and get their high school yearbook pictures and maybe their graduation videos and there's a lot of stuff on the internet i i got a whole dossier on this guy that i handed over to the fbi and he got arrested because of what i did and it's incredibly satisfying because of what he did yeah you got arrested because of what he did he did it and i caught him yeah and the fbi arrested him and he's in jail right now yeah it's kind of cathartic so uh, if you want to find some Nazis, hashtag sedition hunters will get you looped into that group. There's a ton of reading to do, but you can like do some real good, even if you just find them in other pictures or at other rallies. Uh, it's really useful. So you can yeah. 
don't don't make the Mossad do all the work of hunting Nazis. Maybe Indeed. do a little pick up a little <laughs> slack sometimes. All right, dear dad, this has been a long podcast. Feels like it flew by, unlike this year so Last far. Year. Well, yeah, both. No, it feels like it's been a long time. Isn't that there's these memes going around, it's March again. Oh no. It's gonna be March again <laughs> in like three weeks, five weeks. I know. What ha- what? <sighs> it was still it was just March. God damn it. It's gonna be March again. Alright, I need another drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until <laughs> next week, everybody, don't butt anyone unless they ask. Yeah, mask up. Bye. Bye.